Deebs, now that you are back, count us in, baby. Okay. Wait, no, hold on. All right. Um, I want to count us in. Uh, one, two, three. My baby likes D&D because we're rolling dice and it's so fun and cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, that's staying. That's staying wow. in the uh, recording. Welcome that's back, Deebs. Thank God for nerds and Watsy. Otherwise, we would have to go and get lives. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> All right. And three, two, one, let's jam. You should have known better than that. I know. <laughs> have you met any of us? <laughs> It's like you don't know it at all. You just did the thing we all like. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay, let's so stop fucking around and let's play. No, no, this all this all has to stay in because this is beautiful. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Crits and Grits, uh, the real play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition podcast. Uh, once again, sent in the accursed realm of Georgia. Who is crunching? Drew. <laughs> it's I, do his dice. I, I am going to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm going to take your microphone oh. and fucking oh, I'm rolling dice. With it. I'm, I'm, game. I'm so I'm happy Dave's is back. I'm, I'm so, so it's happy. It's so good. This is the best. That's what we all do. This well, is now that... my personal hell. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, um, time, We're making you a better editor. Yeah, that's fucking around. Is what we gotta put best. you through the gauntlet, you know? Builds character. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all back, uh, I guess that's kind of an easy segue into saying... Everyone is back. This is a whole new story. Um, we've got everyone here, and it's exciting. It's going to be a little scary. And this is session zero. And um, so, before we do a little bit of character introduction, I just wanted to do this little bit here, uh, just kind of explaining explaining why I want to do I wanted to do a session zero this go round, uh, where normally we just kind of go right into the adventure and everything. Um, so this is a continuation of the original Crits and Grits that we started as players all the way back in 2019. A lot of things have happened over the last 2020. I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> Where plans have sort of shifted around and story has happened. I am still planning on us coming back to the original Crits and Grits world. But for now, there's still some things that, for me, as the Dungeon Master, it's a little bit dicey. There, uh, the original Crits and Grits is sort of based on real people, our friends and ourselves. <clears throat> so there are a couple of people, or there's one particular person that's no longer a part of this in the real world, and that's a little bit hard for me. But... Moving forward, we have this new story uh, called Crits and Grits, um, officially titled The Long Winter. Um, we also have a couple of other fun names for it. 
uh, to Helen Beck, which uh, Gary submitted, which is fantastic. Uh, Abby gave us Hold On To Your Long Johns, which is also really good and very funny and kind of has that winter and horror theme to it. Jeff, I I provided I provided nothing. I provided nothing. I didn't help. You gave us one. You did. You gave us a great one, and now I don't remember. It was so. Oh, because it was super sarcastic, and I did not want us to use it. (laughs) It was like along the lines of God. Why is it so cold? This place sucks. It was like along (laughs) those lines. It was so funny. Uh, uh, But we're going to do this uh, new story, which. It is going to be uh, more horror based than what we've done before. Um, the we're going to be uh, I'm going to be using more official canon books as well uh, to sort of flesh out the story. Um, Rhyme of the Frostman is going to be a big part of the story. Uh, we're also interject- interjecting a lot of crits and grits into it as well. Uh, just some things that we had in the original story, plus some new stuff. That's going to expand upon the world. Um, and also, this is kind of my way of being like, hey, this is how you do a session zero. It's not going to be the same for everybody, but this is how we're doing it uh, to sort of, you know, flesh things out, build things up. Um, we're not going to be building characters here. We are going to be introducing the characters. Um, if everyone would like to introduce their characters now, just at least give the uh, who you are and your character's name, race, and in uh, class. That would be cool. Anyone want to go? I'll start. Yeah. Not everyone um, at once. So, <laughs> so uh, my character, uh, he is a... Uh, his name is uh, Tomias. Uh, he is a Kinku Druid. Uh um, that's all I want to reveal right now. No, that's good. Yeah, and uh, um, who who's ever next? Don't uh, be shy. Popcorn uh, Deebs. Okay, never mind. Popcorn Andrew. <laughs> Popcorn Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll hop in. I would first like to say that this is the biggest test that my survival on the show has has had to with endure, which is the return of Deebs, and I didn't get kicked out. I made it. I did it, boys. Woo. Um, I am going to be playing a tabaxi rogue. Um, that is Kyan Bota. Um, so Kyan is a is a kind of younger guy, as that is from a well well to do family, who has a twin brother that he has not spoken to, and since the twin brother left and joined the navy, but. Uh, when Kyan is supposed to be doing things to better his community, instead he finds himself trying to party and then usually running through the some foreign town that he's not too familiar with away from the husbands of his newly found girlfriends. Um, and Kyan is only now go, starting to begin adventuring because of a legacy left behind by his now late parents and the estate that he's inherited. And now he's got to find some responsibilities. I'm all about this character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, 
I I am super I'm super stoked for him because uh, just a little you know behind the veil of this character sheet, um, Kyan is really stupid. <laughs> this boy got a negative two on this intelligence modifier. I'm excited. Bro, <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. hell yeah, That's hell like yeah, not able to dress himself all the time. But but you know what you you put it to charisma and some performance. I I'm ready. My body is ready. <laughs> He's naked, but he makes it look good. And that's damn good. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So just keep popcorn around. Go ahead and add and tag your popcorn there, Andrew. Tag my popcorn? What the hell? What are you talking about? I'm very confused. No. He's trying to he's trying to tell you who to choose. Oh, go next. Yeah, oh. do that. Like what? What Jeff? He'd <laughs> be like popcorn guy that I know is absolutely gonna say orgasm instead of organism. Right, that's I'm gonna that's like how it works. Yeah, you're right. Right. That's I, okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go from one from one uh, dumb himbo to the next. I'm gonna popcorn Abby. No, no, here. no, 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 no. I need Gary to go first for oh reasons. Oh my fucking god! Right, Trust Gary. me, it's going to be so much better. Please, Gary, you need Gary, to go get first. In, get in here. Okay, uh, I'm going to be playing Neil Sagan, an elf monk. Uh, I don't know how much of Neil's past I discuss here, but currently Neil's a bartender in Middle Georgia, and you know, not too great at talking to people. Uh, Did I Alex? know this guy? <laughs> Did we know this guy? He's <laughs> based, based on a true person. No, I <laughs> I just picked Middle Georgia because I remember my GCSU days where there was nothing around except for like a couple bars. That's Actually, not he high. he's not a bartender. Well, he is a bartender, but he also owns the bar and is the only bartender there. <laughs> Listeners, if you ever decide to go out clubbing in Milledgeville, Georgia, don't. Yeah, just please. Don't. Literally do anything else just, with your just time. Don't. Go somewhere else. Good. Just go somewhere else. Go like kill cats. It's like. I don't, Whoa! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hey. Let me let me clear. I do not condone the killing of cats. Right. I, I have several of my own. <laughs> As as someone playing a tabaxi in this campaign, I take great <laughs> offense to what you're trying to say. I was about Good. to say, uh... Good. But... Yeah, right. I guess for my popcorn, uh, uh, we're going to go over to Neil's reg- one of Neil's regulars. Yes, so I am playing Kirsch. He is a half-orc, light cleric himbo who firmly believes Neil is his number one best friend in the whole entire world. Is this true? He believes so. But Neil is the only one that knows the answer to this question, and it possibly is not yes <laughs> um he is a cinnamon bun he will his the light of his life are his triplets and his wife and he will you know always tell you about them the moment you ask how was your day he will tell you about his family he is precious and also loves neil to death whether or not that feeling is reciprocated we will we will see <laughs> Uh, I guess guess that leaves it to me. I will be playing Boss Tolstom, uh, 
definitely 100% human artificer. Um, the 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 change that swept over the world definitely left me totally unaffected, uh, and I have been quietly working and doing research at a pharmaceutical company in the town of Helen, Georgia. All right. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're working in pharmaceuticals in Helen back? Yes. <laughs> All right. You got the plug on the good shit? Uh, no. No, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, this... This was part player question and part character question. <laughs> so, you know, you can answer it in either one of those and we can discuss. Right? No, and alternately, no. Just, just be cool. Be cool, dude. <laughs> cool, yeah, bro. we, we got to get that Adderall to Middle Georgia. We got college students that need to study. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> College students need less Adderall, I think. I cast out. Okay. <laughs> you can't. Um, that is that is a fifth level spell. Uh, you don't have that. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, with that out of the way, we have introduced uh, our characters and everything, uh, which is great. I'm very excited for all of this to occur. And now I have some uh, some copy that I wrote, and I guess this is the part where I do backstory. So, so mute your mics, turn up your headphones, just w- wash in Alex's voice. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, baby. Ah, that's terrible. I am never doing that voice again until the next time I need to pull it out. All right. So now I'm going to tell you all a story. And this is the story of the beginning of the order. Now, your question might be, what is the order? That has a lot that needs to be explained. We begin our story on the night of the shift, April 20th, 2009. Across the street from the Drunken Unicorn, a bar and concert venue on Ponce Leon Avenue in Atlanta, there's a liquor store. A man exits the store, drinking out of a, ba- of a brown bag. His name is Leonard Oakes. He isn't much to look at, with his shaggy salt and pepper hair and unkempt beard. It's easy to see that he's had a difficult few months. At this moment, it is roughly 9pm, and the concert across the street is about to be affected by a smoke machine purchased through Dark Sorcery. You know, eBay. While taking another swig from the bottle in his bag, Oakes feels a wave come over him. His vision suddenly suddenly darkens, and all he sees are the stars of an unknown galaxy. They seem to be spelling something out to him, something he he can't quite understand. A warning, maybe? A prophecy? He sees flocks of dark birds, and the symbols of the four elements and two extra elements he doesn't quite recognize. It's all very confusing to him. Leonard comes to thanks to two different sounds. The first is the sound of the bottle in the paper bag slipping from his hand and shattering on the ground. The second is a raspy, scratchy tone 
of Goblin with a thick New Yorker accent. All right, Beardy. Hand over your wallet and no one gets hurt. This will only get worse for you if you struggle. Without thinking, Leonard swiftly thrusts his hands forward as kudzu vines wrap the goblin from head to toe. A second goblin drops his knife and starts to run toward his pack. We're currently fighting a group of 20-somethings armed with magic and a minivan with a cannon and, mas- and mammoth tusks. Before Oaks can crush his attacker, there's a fiery explosion. The goblin's shitty pickup truck, covered in gaudy rebel flags, uh, rebel flag stickers, and that one Halfling Calvin and uh, Rakshasa Hobbs sticker that all the edgy people seem to have, where Halfling Calvin is peeing on the word High Elves, it's really trashy. I don't get it. I'm not supposed to get it, I guess. Uh, and a few goblins are caught in the blaze, as the mammoth-like van tears off towards destinations unknown. Unless you've listened to episodes 1 to 4 of Crits and Grits, where the gang went to Junkman's daughter. The liquor store clerk, a high elf man, comes out to see what's going on. Is everyone okay? Should I call the cops? Before Oaks can respond, a single black feather lands next to him, its owner hopping into the woods nearby. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna go follow that bird, which, yeah, makes no sense. But I had this vision of a bird, and, like, there's a there's a bird right there, so I guess maybe I should follow it. The clerk watches as Oaks disappears into the woods behind his store and just shrugs. Life is suddenly very strange in this shifted world. It is three months later, a hot summer day in July. Oaks is accompanied by a seal named Tempest. The pair have been traveling for a while now under the names of Brother Woods and Sister Seas. They've managed to find their way to a remote village on the outskirts of a bustling city. Deep in this remote village is a group of moon druids. Moon druids that try their best to stay off the grid. Sister Seas does her best to try to communicate with them. Oh, um, hello. Um, we're here from the Order. I'm sure you've heard of us. We are uh, an organization that does uh, all sorts of things to protect the world, to keep it safe. We find magical artifacts and such like that, you know, to keep out of the hands of, of bad people. The monks, or sorry, the druids don't respond. Oaks realizes why. Leans over Tempest and tells her, Sister, they're druids. They speak they speak our language and everything, but they also speak druidic, and it's a secretive thing they try to keep to themselves often. Uh, don't worry, I've got this, I've got this. He starts making some gestures with his hands. It looks an awful lot like a form of sign language but not in a way that is commonly known. Not something like American or English or any other sign language, but a specific sign language that is relevant to Druids and their Druidic language. After a few moments of gestures and 
signs with their hands. The moon druids take Oaks and Tempest to the back of the woods, to a small hut. Uh, excuse me, um, I'm looking for a, I'm, I'm looking for a, a, a young man who is seeking adventure. Someone who has had some interesting changes in their life. Uh, I believe their name is Thomas? No, that can't be right. Is, is that right, Thomas? Uh, so the head uh, of this uh, person with a cloak pulled up uh, just kind of snaps to the side and you see the the black beak of the king who uh as he uh this character gets up and turns around and then in a series of like four different voices uh says Tomias Tomias I apologize Hey man, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. He says in this like very upbeat voice. It's good to hear. Um, uh, uh, where are my manners? I apologize. Um, my name is Woods. This is Seas. Uh, we are members of uh, of the Order. I I don't know if you've heard of us. We're semi secretive. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a long and kind of involved thing. Um, you, you remember when the shift happened, right? Uh, he looks at you for, uh, a few seconds, more than a few seconds, uh, and just says, no. What? Oh. <laughs> okay, well, long story short, um, the world changed, there were, uh, these, these boxes that, uh, opened all over the world, um, smoke poured out of them. Uh, there was a, a whole thing, dragons and demons and uh, pit fiends, such like that. That's a type of demon. Uh, you probably already knew that. Um, anyway, a few months uh, back, shortly after this, uh, people started getting visions. These visions directed them to a central location in, where was where was it? the outback in Australia. And I mean, this was people from all over the world. It was, it was astounding of all different races. You had, you had Ladoxans, you had Leonids, you had Tabaxis, you had Videlkins, you had Goblins, of course, humans. Uh, and, and, uh, there were Kenkus there. And we all came together to form what was called, and he puffs his chest out just a little bit, uh, and raises his, uh, fist in a triumphant way. The Order. And then he deflates a little and says, which I know doesn't sound super exciting. Um, but then we kind of like splintered, uh, just not, not like broke apart, but like delegated things. So here in America, we are the uh, Order of the Eagles. Out in Japan, they're the Order of the Dragons. In China, I believe they're the Order of Panda. Uh, somewhere in, uh, in Africa is the Order of the Lion, uh, Order of Kangaroo in, uh, in Australia. Uh, all sorts of all sorts of groups. See, I I represent a uh, local chapter. 
we are here in the southeast. We were going to be called the Order of the Phoenix, but I can, you can imagine, um, there was a copyright issue. You know, that, that, how those things turn out. Um, but we settled on the Order of the Corvus. And, well, we, we seek out souls who we believe are potentially exceptional. Individuals who go above and beyond what most people would would be in this world. Um, and a uh, a woman's voice cuts you off uh, and just says, "Could you please get get on to the point?" I I apologize. I apologize, my friend. That's a very nifty trick you have there. And I yeah. believe would be one that would be benef- beneficial to our order. By trade, what what do you do? Uh, and he is going to. Uh, a- Alex, what's the what's the area of this space that I'm in right now? You are in. Um, you're in a cabin. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it is deep in the woods. Uh, near the Appalachian Trail. Okay. So, uh, a lot of wood, a lot of uh, furs lining the ground, uh, paintings of local flora and fauna, uh, and a, a large fireplace. Uh, so, dimension-wise, the interior of this cabin, how much room do we have total? <laughs> I'd say it's about... Oh, boy. <laughs> I'd say it's about... Uh, ten foot tall ceiling, twenty feet uh, deep by fifty feet wide, maybe. Oh, we're good. We're good. I turned into a brown bear. Oh, holy shit! That's. I mean, I can do this. Uh, and as you turn to a brown bear, um, Woods turns into an astrally figure, uh, just a field of stars, uh, in a sort of supernova and explosion before collapsing back down into his human form. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna poke him with my palm. Uh, just the just the astrally form, just be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is uh you know, I can do this and I see you can do that. You know, I think we might have a we might have a spot. We don't have many we don't have many druids in our order. At least not in the uh, the Corvids section. What do you say? Uh, he stands up on his hind legs and shifts back into uh, the Kenku form. Um, and in a in a different woman's voice, he says, I think I could really help you out. The scene shifts roughly four months. It is now an unseasonably warm November. Woods is accompanied by a new comrade, a half-orc named Fields. He goes by the codename of Brother Plains. Unlike Sister Seas, who is relatively sure of herself, and unlike Brother Woods himself, Fields is rather nervous. He's a new recruit. He scored well on his tests and everything there. He, uh, he, he scored high on tests but he's never really done 
despite his name, Fieldwork. Uh, Mr. Woods. No, sorry, uh, Brother Woods. Are, are we sure this is the right place that we need to be? Yes, please. We are in where we need to be. I wish we didn't have to be here, but... This is where they said the... That Rapscallion is. We come to a prison. It is... Relatively basic. One that is definitely an overnight holding cell more than anything else. The officer in charge looks over the half-orc and the human that present their Order of Corvid badges to them. Alright, alright, come on in. Uh, we have this stuff right here. You want him to, to have it with him? Uh, not yet. We have an offer to make him. Uh, Alright, this cat... <laughs> uh, this cat is something else, I'll tell you that much. I hope he is. Brother Woods and Brother Fee and Brother uh, Brother Plains come up to the prison cell. Inside is a tabaxi. News a jaybird from what can be gathered. Hello there, friend. So I'm going. I'm going to uh, to swing around, and my. There's a, a hand going to go up as if to flourish a cape that's not there. <laughs> not I'm covering myself. Swing around. At all. Oh, yeah. There, there, there's some slanging happening here. Right? <laughs> there's definitely going to be some slanging. And I say, well, at last, for a second, I thought that I was going to be in here all day. Already all night. And you're finally re ready to let me go, see? Um, is, is he is he is he talking to to me, sir? Yes, technically, he is. Don't worry. Like we practiced. Okay. Like we practiced. Like we practiced. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is uh, is Brother Plains, and I represent the Order of the Phoenix. No, no Phoenix. Damn it. Of uh, the order of the of the Corfins. and we would like to uh, extend an offer to, sir. You're naked. I just, I just, I don't know if you know. Gonna maintain eye contact. What? <laughs> <laughs> just stare straight into his soul. And you, you never been naked before. Uh, you see, the half orc, uh, turn a, an interesting shade of green as he blushes and. His glasses fog over. Uh, I I have. Uh, he puts his hand over his eyes slightly, uh, and Woods puts his hand on his shoulder. Says, "It's okay, Fields. It's okay. It's okay. You can you can do this." Okay. I, I'm gonna. I, okay, I, I'm going to like give just a little like hip sway, and say. And say it's okay. It's okay. Just give yourself to the emotion, and then it will all make sense. Uh, Fields, uh, Brother Plains, is doing his best to try. He has his head craned up. up. Oh, um, again, we <clears throat> represent 
the Order of the Corvids, and uh, we hear that you are a capable uh, cat burglar and, and fighter, and uh, uh, what, what, what was it you were saying in the car, sir? All-around badass. Yes, all-around badass. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, hang on a second. I, we we have to clear we have to clear the air real quick. Yes, I am badass. This is true. I know this for a fact. But I am no cat thief. I am not a backseat thief. I am no thief. I am put in here for something completely different. Okay, and I don't know what you're talking about there. Uh, the officer that. Uh, let everyone in. Uh, clears his throat. <clears> throat. It wasn't so much burglary. It was. Sorry, that's not his voice. My apologies. There wasn't so much burglary. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, what was it here? Uh, breaking and entering. Uh, and he got caught by the husband. Which. Uh, hey. You say breaking and entering. I no break in. I was invited. By a beautiful woman. Surely you have seen beautiful women. Listen, pal, I'm a centaur. I've seen me a beautiful woman or two. That's not and his they... voice either, but that's the voice I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> See, and there you go. Uh, just, just so you guys know, his his bill's pretty high. Uh, it's something to the tune of like a hundred gold, sir. We can. We we can do that. We we can we can pay that, right? Of course. It it all goes to the order, sir. Trust us. I I think that this is going to be mutually beneficial for your town and everything. We'll make sure the charges are are pressed. Everything will be fine, sir. Isn't that right, Mister? Uh, what, what was his name again? Ah, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, and how rude of me. I, you may call me Kai, but I am the winner of hearts and uh, the body of perfection known as Kai Mbota. It's very nice to meet you, uh, Order of Corbid. Yes, yes, Order of Corbid. Uh, sir, do we have to say the whole thing? No, no, you don't have to say the Do we have to say the whole thing, the, the winner of hearts and uh, and all, all, all that to have to introduce you as such, but of course, it is a true. Uh, don't worry, the the gold is good, and I believe that we have uh, a good line of work for you, young, young sir. Now, just to be clear, to uh, steal anything that we don't wish for you to steal, correct? I already told you, I don't steal anything. I am honest, honest man. I only steal the hearts of the beautiful. That's what we want to hear. That is exactly what we want to hear. Uh, release this man, get his effects for him. That maybe at least uh, a pair of shorts. Shorts, yes? No? Hey, please, fetch me fetch me my cape. Oh, and I guess my sword. Uh, uh, wait, what kind of work are we doing? Do I need that sword, or is the sword they let me bring in the cell okay? <laughs> oh, I like this guy. It's a little bit, it's a, a little un-PC and a little bit workplace harassment. Don't worry, we will 
make sure that you get the proper onboarding and training. Very good. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Let us go. It is now March. Fatherwoods, as Oaks is now called, is home for the first time in months. The head office for the order is building nicely in Atlanta. It was a little bit of slow going, but once the land was properly acquired, somewhere right between the World of Coke and uh, Georgia Aquarium, this new secret location is being built. Woods is heading to a local bar. This bar is home to the next two people on his list. Two people that are there sort of by coincidence. Barkeep, uh, your finest root beer, please. I'm, I'm on duty. Uh, how about water? <laughs> That's true. Hydration is important. Hydration is, it's very important. It's getting hot. And without looking, Neil slides a glass of water down the bar. Woods catches it. A little shocked at just how smooth that was. I honestly don't even, didn't even see you turn around. That's, that's a hell of a trick right there. So you're new here. Well, uh, we're, we're getting set up. Um, we had some, you know, we, we traveled around, uh, went down to the coast. Uh, you know, went up to Georgia. Uh, there was talk of Tennessee and Huntsville. Huntsville's okay. Uh, there's a, a group of wizards from another coast. Uh, they're, they're setting up shop down there in Huntsville. It's actually quite impressive. Um, but, uh, you know, we're nearby. We're local. And everything. Nearby and everything, you say. And he's polishing a glass. Just not even making eye contact. <laughs> yes, uh, nearby. Um, we were actually looking for someone here. Um, hold on a second. Uh, maybe you can help point me out to this person here. And he pulls out a uh, a zone of far speech. Um, and he scrolls through it for a moment. Um, and a window pops up. Mother sees his partner from before has popped up and says, His name is Kirsch. He's a half-orc. You remember what he looked like? Here's his picture. Um, you can't miss him. Big guy, big sweetheart. Kirsch, right, right. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know where this Kirsch fellow is, would you? Kirsch isn't in any trouble, is he? Oh, no, actually, quite the opposite. I have a very exciting job opportunity for him. Uh, Kirsch is regular here. And Neil just goes back to polishing glasses. <laughs> uh, regular, regular. Oh, um. Well, okay then. Um. <laughs> uh, am I getting charged for this water? You know what? I'll pay it off anyway. It's okay. Uh, On the house. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh. It's very kind of you. Woods turns in his stool looking over the bar. He doesn't see anyone at first. And without looking, he elbows the patron at the bar sitting next to him. Hey, you haven't by chance seen a half-orc in here. 
uh, goes by the name of Kirsch. I'm not, I mean, he looks like this. <laughs> this, this is you. Wasn't that something? Kirsch looks up. He was looking at a picture one of his kids sent him with a funny filter on it. And he looks at the picture and he says, oh, uh, yeah, that's me. Huh. <laughs> that's, that's something. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, my, my name is Father Woods. I am a representative of the Order of Corvids. Uh, we're building a nice new building between uh, the Cocos uh, Museum and the Aquarium. Um, it's, it's going to be something. Oh, wow. You, you've got that many kids? But you got to build like a whole building? That's a lot. I've only got three. <laughs> uh, what? Okay, so Father is my title. I'm not a... Well, I, I am a father, actually. It was a messy divorce, um, but that's nothing to worry about. Um, she kept the kids. You know what? Nope, nope. Now is not the time nor the place for this conversation. We are <laughs> here to talk business with you, sir. A player interjection. Player interjection. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Keeping y'all on your toes. <sighs> Neil just kind of shouts across the bar, Hey, uh, Kirsch, don't let this man swindle you. Uh, Kirsch just looks back at Neil and then just puts a big ol' hand on uh, his, uh, his shoulder and just gives him just like this heartfelt look, just eye to eye, full contact. Do you need to talk about it? I'm here for you. Neil just pours Kirsch another drink and sits it in front of Kirsch. Thanks, Neil. Oh, uh, you know, I I would say yes normally, but uh, I'm you, you know I'm doing okay. I'm doing I'm doing all right. Uh, sort of. You know, what? another time, another time for that. I'm actually here with a with a jump opportunity. I don't know if you overheard me uh, speaking to your friend Neil here. Have have you considered getting a dog? A, a, a dog? Uh, I mean, I mean, dogs. Dogs can help with the whole healing process, and uh, I oh, mean, no, 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 Kirsch, no, no. Kirsch, Kirsch, Kirsch. He's here to offer you a job. Oh, oh. I mean, I've I've got a job. If if he says he's from Cutco, uh, just uh, disregard that. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, we aren't with uh, we aren't with Slashco. Uh, legally, that is what they had to change their name to. Um, no, I, I represent the Order of Corvids. Uh, we are a protective force for this world. I, I don't know if you've heard much about the Order. Uh, we are an all-encompassing global uh, team, I guess you could say. Where we uh, protect the world against threats, we are we are uh, made up of paladins, and we're made up of druids and rangers and fighters and rogues and and all sorts of things. Uh, not many clerics, though. Most clerics, uh, which I've I've heard you are one. Most clerics are uh, they don't they don't always consider joining up with us because we are. Non-denominational, I guess, is the best term. Uh, 
father buddy there. I'm gonna cut you off here. Uh, Kirsch is just a simple firefighter. <laughs> um, oh. Kirsch has been like paying rapt attention and just eye contact, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he leans in real close and he asks, "Um, what's a Corvid?" It's it's a bird. It's a bird. Um, it's a well, it's a group of birds. Um, anything from uh, things like ravens to uh, to crows um, to uh, it's a common misconception. A lot of people think that grackles are corvids. That is a common misconception. They are actually closer related to uh, to blackbirds. I was seriously about to start talking about grackles. I love grackles, man. <laughs> And you went ahead and said that. And I was like, man, I love me some grackles. <laughs> really pretty. They're so pretty. Kirsch is, he, he leans forward and he says, okay, now what's a grackle? This is, a now, this is now a grackle podcast. Um, <laughs> FYI. This is grackle talk. Welcome to grackle talk. I'm Drew. Um, I'll be a um, There's a bar here called the grackle. It's real fun to drink at. Uh, it used to be real fun to drink at, um, and we got like a million. Now grackles. we're in 2020, but with, this is now Grackle Talk. We are no longer Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition podcast set in the accursed realm of Georgia. No, just kidding. We are. So, firefighter—that's that's a heck of a job. Volunteer or, or full time? Oh uh, well, I pretty much just volunteer whenever the kids have, you know, their own thing going on. I mean, rest of the week I'm a mechanic. I mean, it's good, honest work. I help people get around where they need to go, and you know, I mean, it's not that interesting, but I enjoy it. Well, what if I could tell? What if I told you that you could do something that would encompass all things? You would be not just a mechanic helping out the little guy every once in a while or the uh the the person that goes and puts out the fire you could be a true real hero one that protects protects everything from uh from evils from beyond this world it's uh it pays well we offer uh, vision and dental um which isn't bad we we don't have child care yet we're working on that though we are working on child care he he kind of thoughtfully taps one of his tusks. Dental, you say? Yes, dental, yes. Hey, uh, buddy, why, why don't you just uh, finish that water there? You're clearly uh, had too many. Too, too many waters. Yes. No, no, no I haven't, no, actually. No, no, all of this that you're talking about, that, no, no. That, that's fantasy. I mean, it sounds like some of the stuff that I see on my kids' shows, but I mean, um, I mean, do you have like a pamphlet or something? Is This wouldn't take me away from my kids, would it? Because they're at that age right before they get too old, and then it's not cool to hang out with dad anymore, and I'm I'm trying to cherish the time that I have, you know? That's, that's real important to me. I love my kids, okay? Yeah, where's, I understand that. where's your pamphlet? Where's your badges? I mean, uh, of course. I, I do Does apologize. He have a badge? Uh, of, yes, of course. Uh, and he flips up his lapel and you see uh, an Order of the Corvid uh, symbol, which is uh, of not a grackle, unfortunately. 
Uh, Kirsch leans forward to examine it and says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I believe I believe he got it off Etsy. Oh, that, that, that art site. Yeah, my wife's always ordering stuff from there. It's real cool to support your local artists. Sorry, um, sorry. I, I meant to say Betsy. Etsy? Betsy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Get that sponsor in. Gretzy.com. Are all grackle things. Put some grackle Put a grackle on How Log fast in and see what's grackling. How fast can we get that name on, on uh, a domain? How fast can we do this? We shouldn't. We got zero money. Um, so there we go. We're done. Um. This is this is official merch, not not merch. This is an official insignia. It's an official badge. Um, and and here I've got I've got a pamphlet as well. This is the important thing, I imagine. Uh, and he opens up his robe, uh, and you see that he has a number of pamphlets uh, in various languages, um, which really you only need a couple that are in common, and then you just need a magic comprehend la- language on there. Which unfortunately he doesn't have stocked, so he can't do that. Uh, this one is in, uh, common and uh, has a translation for uh, not not to be offensive. Uh, has a translation for Orcish, in case you'd like to like to take a look at it. Uh, he takes it and kind of squints at it and says, um, "Well, I guess I'll have to look over this with my wife. I'm not." I'm not the kind of person that would make any big decisions without talking to my wife first. I mean, she's uh, kind of the one that makes all the big decisions like this, and um, it's worked for us so far. But um, would this would this take me away from home much? Because, I mean, like I said, my kids. I have good news for you on that front. Uh, if you open up your pamphlet there uh, to page three, we do have work from home options. Now I know what you're thinking. How is that possible? Teleportation circles. Oh, Neil, Neil, he has teleportation circles. I mean, that's pretty cool. And he's like looking at the... If if you take the teleportation, you technically wouldn't be working from home at that point. You would be in the field. Oh, see, Neil's smart. He knows things like that. He knows things. That's why he's my best friend. Here's the good news with that, though. You don't have to come into the office except on alternating Saturdays or whichever day is best for you. We would have you able to communicate directly to your family unit back at home. It wouldn't take, uh, it, it would take a few hours, possibly, out of your busy lives, but uh, it would be on, uh, on an as-needed basis. And the oh. pay is... It's still pretty comparable. I mean, that kind of just sounds like what I've already been doing with the, uh, you know, fire department. But I mean, I'll I'll talk to my wife about it. But I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Be like I'm one of those superheroes from my kids' shows. Hey, yeah, uh, I think they might Kirsh, like that. Kirsch, buddy. Yeah, buddy. He called oh, me God. buddy. Oh, oh no. He did. I saw. He's uh, just giving you a big old grin. Kirsch, uh, you don't know this man. I mean, I didn't know you, and now we're best buds. 
And Neil goes back to polishing glasses. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Mr. Mr. Neil, if you, I shouldn't be saying this. This is uh, uh, client privilege. Uh, he did put an application in. It might have been just an error uh, for the position. Um, but but he did he did and we uh, we were at a um, an open campus uh, a f- job fair and everything. Um, I believe I might have seen you, but you know what? I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to pressure you on that. I'm not going to say that yes, I did or no, I didn't. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Kirsch, in fact, um, actually, yes, I, I remember I handed you one of our cards. Um, it, uh, I, I wrote, I wrote my, uh, our, our website on there and everything, which you would think in a fantasy world, no, no computers, no websites, right? You're wrong. Cause this is, this is a fantasy world. We can do that. And that's Alex saying that not, not Father Woods. Kirsch. Yeah, buddy. Kirsch, I, uh, Oh God, Kirsch, are you using a secure browser? Um, I don't, I don't know what the difference is. Kirsch, please tell me you're not using Internet Explorer. Uh, he pulls up. I could think of a fancy name. <laughs> he pulls up his device and like shows you, and it is. But he says, "I don't know. I kind of just my wife put some stuff on here and said that that was what I needed to use. So it's a uh, not not Chrome. What would that be? Like brass or something? <laughs> Electrum. <laughs> All right. Because nobody really uses Electrum or Calico. Curse! You're using the Ori Calcum browser. I'm, I'm proud of you. There's just like a, just like a twinkle in his eyes, and he just lights up like a little kid on Christmas morning. And he's like, "Can you say that again?" And Neil goes back to polishing glasses. <laughs> Kirsch looks satisfied anyways and says, yeah, okay, let me, uh, let me talk to my wife. This sounds like a real good opportunity. I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, you know, this was a successful, uh, this was a successful meeting and everything. I, I can't wait to uh, see you stop by in the office, Mr. Kirsch. Um, you know, bring the, bring the kids around too. I'm sure they would be very interested. And Kirsch, hey, don't bring the kids. No, oh, here's the good thing. Could, but have, no, he said I could bring the kids. We have tickets for the aquarium and the, the <gasps> We don't we Neo. haven't gotten anything for the uh for the eye. You know, the 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 big uh shoot, what is that thing called? Ferris wheel. The, yes, thank you. God, I don't know how I forgot the word Ferris wheel. We don't have anything for that yet, but we're working on it. We're working on a deal. Neil, he said he's got tickets to the aquarium and World of Coke for the kids. Kirsch. And he he holds out his hand to him to shake and says, you've got a deal. Oh, my God. Kirsch, you don't know this man. He's my friend now. (laughs) 
Excellent. Uh, we'll, we'll have the paperwork ready for you and everything uh, on Monday. Uh, we'll, we'll get the, uh, the teleportation circle out to you by the weekend. Um, and we'll get you the tickets and everything then. It, it'll be great. It'll all work out fantastic. Uh, Kirsch has just got the biggest grin and he says, I'm real excited about this. Neil, you should come work there too. We could carpool. Neil just polishes the glass. <laughs> it is summertime again. Father Woods is accompanied by former sister, now Mother C's daughter, Amelia, who goes by the title of Sister Swamp. So this is this is the bar where you met that that bartender who just magically slung you a glass of water. Yeah, he didn't even he didn't even like look at it or anything. It was it was impressive. I, I gotta say, I'll be the judge of that. Excuse me, uh, barkeep. Bar's closed. Interesting. I I was hoping to find someone tough and uh, rugged to. Uh, Help us out. Looking for a... Okay. Listen. From what I've heard, there is... There's a certified badass here who knows how to make a mean cocktail. Is that you? Fighting days are over. This isn't the guy. This this was him. I'm telling you. uh, Amelia, this was him. No. This is clearly, this is clearly not him. Thank you for your time, sir. And, uh, oh, catch. And she hurls a knife at your head. Oh, shit. Uh, what do I need to roll? You don't need to roll anything. Just what, what does your character do? What happens? Just describe uh, it. He just kind of tosses the mug that he's polishing at the knife. Without looking. Does he even look at it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. As a monk, I have deflect missiles, so uh, I'm actually going to catch that fucking knife without thinking about it. See, I-, I told you, this is the badass. No, the tabaxi was a badass. This guy, he can catch a knife. And he tosses the knife right back at her feet, just having it stick right in the ground. Okay. Impressive. Decent heft and everything there. And then he proceeds to just hop across the bar and he just charges at her with a punch. She takes it square against uh, the cheek. It doesn't even look like it hurt. I told you. Bar's closed. Okay. All right. So unless you're the exorcist I hired, please leave. Exorcist? And then you see two astral arms sprout from his shoulders. Holy shit. Uh, You do see outside there is a half-elf man uh, who is crossing himself. He has an entire bag full of things. He's wearing far heavier uh, clothes than should be for the middle of summer in Atlanta. He is sweating to death outside. 
this is this is where I'm supposed to be for the uh, for, for for the exorcism, right? Yeah, come in. Uh, you you can come. You just hold on out there, sir. We'll no no wait your no turn. no no. Please please come in. Uh, should I should I come should I come back? I I hit I got uh I I got like five exorcisms to, to get to on the other side of town too. It's a whole it's a whole nunnery. It's a little bit weird. These things happen, though, I guess. And the two actual arms push them aside, and uh, Neil walks towards the door. Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back another day. Don't worry about it. This is this one's on the house. This one's on the house. Neil grabs him with one of the astral arms and says, "No, you fix this." I don't think this is uh, this is a problem. He can fix. I maybe uh, Neil from what. You've just shown us you're a, a, a capable, culpable warrior. Yeah, he can throw a punch. He can catch a knife. He can throw culpable, capable. I don't know about all that. No. I think he might have a talent here. And and these, this extra bit here. I, I, I've never seen nothing like it in all my days. I, he, he he called me up on the phone. He said, hey, I think I'm haunted or something. And and Ta-da! Right? Sure. Anyway, Mr. Neil, I think you have an opportunity here. I'd like these arms gone. You might see these arms. Get rid of them. You might see this as a curse, but this could be an opportunity. I mean, you... You say your fighting days are over, yes? Yes. What if these arms... What if they're more than that? What if they are... What if they're a message? To say that your fighting days, which I don't blame you for wanting to be over, but aren't. I mean, we're, we're relatively at peace, but danger could spring up any moment. You know this, I know this. And he folds us to normal hands under his chin and the two astral arms are still in a fighting pose. I've already made my choice. I'm done. Of course. This backstory disturbs me because Gary's playing a more serious character than I am. What have I become? And back. I... Little priest man, do you do you really truly believe that you can help this? Uh, 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 maybe, maybe. Uh, look, uh, what I usually deal with is uh, uh, is, is is demons uh, and fiends and, and sometimes ghosts. Uh, uh, give me a second here, uh, and he puts his hands up. On his hand, on his head, uh, f- fingers splayed out, uh, with his four fingers and his thumb around his eyes, uh, looking an awful lot like uh, Krillin doing a solar flare, because um, anime. This is something that 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 much I can tell you. I don't know if it's. Uh, specific, specifically, a ghost or something. I, d- does it talk to you? You you said on you said on the phone 
uh, that sometimes you, you think you hear something. Does it? I don't think it talks to me, but maybe I'm just imagining things. That's possible. I... Okay. Um... And he, he has his hand still on his head. And he says, reveal, reveal. I'm, I'm getting something. I, I don't know. Uh, and then the two I'm, astral arms grab both the priest and Sister Swamp by the whoa. throat. And Neil stares directly into uh, Father Forest's eyes and says, If they can't help me, then how about you do something about this? Well, I can certainly try. Um, and he does a complex hand motion that seems to be very ancient and mystical-wise, and says, I saw this in a Kung Fu movie once. No, nothing? Sorry, that was supposed to be a joke. Here, let me do this. And he claps his hands and turns into a field of stars. Uh, and you see in this field of stars all manner of possibility. And he collapses back upon himself and says, Whew, okay. That was weird, mate. That was weird. Neil loosens his grip because he saw multiple possibilities that may be for him. I can't promise you, Neil. But we'll solve this. Whatever this is. But what I can say is we can work with it. We can learn it. I, you remember a few months ago when I recruited your friend Kirsch. He's been doing some good work with us. Oh, you're the you're you're the Cutco guy, the slash Cutco. Not Cutco. <laughs> no, not Slashco. Those guys pull some pretty impressive numbers. It's scary. Oh, that that's not important. Did the children enjoy their trip to the aquarium in the world of Coke? That's all I'm really concerned about. Oh yeah, yeah. They we have a another trip coming up uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Sister uh, Swamp is grasping at her neck still, um, going. Oh, oh Neil, oh, let's go. <coughs> Sorry, honey. Heat of the moment. Next time you call me honey, at least buy me dinner first, or I'll kick your balls in. You're welcome to try. I'm going outside. <coughs> uh, me too. Me too. You can call me honey all you want. Just don't choke me again, please. <laughs> I, I'm not affiliated with the priest. Uh, he seems like a good enough guy. Um, he might be into that choking thing, though. I mean, ugh. I'm, I'm not going to kink shame. That's yeah, not my king to kink uh, shame. I was I was gonna say that's not very cool of you, bro. No, no, I'm not I'm not going to. I'm gonna do that. Alright, so here's the deal. While you help me get rid of this, I will work for you. But once this is gone, so am I. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's fair. And, and um, you know Don't don't tell Kirsch I said this, but take care of him and his family. Of course. Kirsch has done incredible work with us. He's... Yeah. 
love the love the it's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. So are you uh, are you going to pay for the drinks you had today? Oh, I'll <laughs> we'll pay you for the drinks and then. And uh, he just smashes a bottle of Jack on the ground. Yeah, that, Jesus, that that bottle of Jack you all enjoyed. I, I was going to pay for that regardless. Sure, yes. Uh, welcome to the order. And he picks up a bottle of monochrome goose and just holds it above no, the Not the goose, no! Looks like the goose is loose. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes his hand and says, you got a deal. Good. Good, excellent. Uh, we'll get your badge and everything ready. We'll upgrade. We'll, we'll give you a back entrance here for to the place. You know what? My people will be in touch with your people. Those arms are scary as hell. I'll see you real soon, friend. Be seeing you. Father Woods is dreading the meeting he has today. It is the dead of winter, and the man Woods is meeting with is always a shady character. He always seems to come through with something new and interesting. But it's not some but if not sometimes questionable. But Rin is who he is. Proprietor of Droughtback Steakhouses, headmaster of a school for necromancy and dancing. He, he calls it necro dancing, Mr. Rocky. Can you believe it? And finder of the bazaar. Woods brings the Warforged Quartermaster of the Order with him for this meeting. For, as Rin has said, this is going to be something huge. Woods and Rocky, or Rocky, wait in the parking garage of Underdark Atlanta for about an hour before Rin and a band of Drow and Durgar come and wheel a large tube into the garage. All right. Well, uh, as per our deal... I'll be taking the second half of my payment now. You know, it goes miles with the funding of my school in Bay of Kings. Can't wait to get back down there. Uh, What's in the tube? Is it it dangerous? Last time you brought me contraband, it almost got us shut down by the Centaurs for Disease Control and Prevention. Oh, nothing like that, mate. I'm sure this guy's nice and friendly. He was just found. Freeze half to death in his pants. So we load him up in the tube and think you might have use for him. Rocky and Woods look at each other warily before loading the tube into their van. A few days later, the Order have the tube hooked up to all kinds of machinery. Some magic, some mundane, some mechanical, all with the intent of understanding the being inside. Uh, Drew. Present. Do me a favor. I know I said there would be no no rolls mm-hmm. of any kind. Roll me a death save. Eleven. One of the technicians looks at him uh, at the machines and says, that, "That did something. That did something. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again." Uh, go ahead and roll another death save for me. Eighteen. Oh, very, very close, maybe from death. This is uh, this is something. This is incredible. 
I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, what, you're watching this, right? You're seeing this? Yes, I'm not sure exactly what it is I'm seeing. But, uh, I'm seeing something. Go ahead and roll one more death save for me. That one was a one. <laughs> oh, God, really, not that, not that. Really not, not good. Not that. Oh, jeez. Uh, 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 hold on. We got this. We got this. Uh, and the technician rubs together some panels, and he goes, all right, here we go. Clear. And he shoots a jolt of electricity into uh, the pipe around the tube. Electricity pulses throughout the facility. Um, knobs spring off of their machines, uh, arcing everywhere are bolts of plasma electricity, everything and everywhere, uh, just on fire and just burning down, and it's terrible. Alright, we got we got one last shot at this. Oh, okay. Uh, oh boy, oh boy. Roll one more death save with advantage. I'm glad that you gave me advantage. <laughs> 15. Oh, boy. Uh, he made it. I was just kind of passively rolling the dice, uh, and I definitely failed that next roll several times. Whoops. <laughs> but hey, I'm glad I survived long enough to play. <laughs> oh, God. I would have had to make you roll a whole new character. No. Uh... uh the creature inside. <clears throat> I don't like that fun fact there, Abby. <laughs> For the That's listeners, uh, Andrew posted a picture of Puss in Boots, and Abby uh, followed her, and <laughs> Andrew posted a picture of Puss in Boots that said this, but with a pendulum schlong. And Abby's reply was, fun fact, cats actually have our penises. <laughs> there you go, listeners. You're welcome. Hey, hey I want to live without I, this. I just want to I just want to point out that, you know, like Alex is supposed to like have us in the moment. And this was not in the in-game chat. All right. Like, OK, I, why are you looking there, Alex? This this was for us. Because it pops up. It pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I just want to point out that you were the one that wanted to introduce my character as stark ass naked. So, because <laughs> I thought oh, it would no. bring good tension. Oh no, I, I dropped interesting I'm... tension. Did he drop oh, his Magna Carta for his monster dog? Uh, November third, twenty twenty, nine eighteen p.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll shut up now. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. This is beautiful. <laughs> Uh, the technicians look around, stunned by what they see. The tube explodes open. Inside of it is a being, humanoid. Um, skin shifting from color to color before settling onto a more traditional humanoid uh, color. His, uh, the creature inside, its ears developing from elven to uh, orcish to gnome to human, finally. As it crawls out, coughing, spluttering uh, for air, gasping as fluid, definitely not water, is splashed onto the floor. Are, 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 are you okay? 
Can can you uh do you understand what I'm saying? A uh like a, a barbed and hooked tentacle uh just lashes out from uh from his torso and grabs whoever just said something around the neck and sa- and uh you hear no that really really fucking hurt <laughs> oh, drop him drop him drop him son drop him it's it's okay you where am I where am I? I don't know you. You're not my friends. Where is this? Uh, Where uh, am I? You are in. You're in Atlanta. Uh, we. This is. Uh, this is the order of the Corvids building. I. I don't know how much you know of. Uh, of of the Corvids and the order. Um, we have nothing to do with grackles, unfortunately. We looked it up. Thought we did. <laughs> um. We, we, you, look behind you, that tube. We, we found you, well, we were given you in that. Do you, do you remember how you got in there? No, 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 the last thing, last thing I remember was I swam out of the pipes and it was cold underwater for a really, really long time. It didn't matter. I just kept going. I kept going and going and going. And, and then I, and then there was, I crawled up on the shore and there was snow. And that was, that was the last thing I remember. Like there, there was a town I could see it and I was walking towards it in the snow and that's not that's not where I am. That's not this. The, no, no. And the the tentacles are going to whip around more. Oh, uh, uh, someone, someone, help! Help the poor man! Help him! Um, you see a few attendants come um, with blankets and jackets and all sorts of uh, of calming things. One. A uh, gnome woman, she has a teddy bear and says, this is Mr. Friendly. He, You, you can hold him and he's really friendly. Uh, he, he likes hot cocoa and long walks on the beach, not at the same time, because that's silly. It, it's gonna, it's going to be okay. Boss uh, makes a sound in the back of his throat and a large uh, glob of bubbling purple venom blasts the the teddy bear's head straight off. Oh goodness, I gotta go back to build a bug bear again. Oh goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be summon a bear in this new world? (laughs) (laughs) Build a bug bear and get out. Wow. The, The store I never knew I needed. (laughs) <laughs> Coming to a failing mall near you. What about owl bears? What about owl bears? Oh, we are based in Georgia. Yeah, but, hey, it's seasonal, though. You got to get it. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, a bear, bear, not I'll accept this. an owl bear. This they uh, they do change it for uh, for Halloween. They put like, build an owl bear. <laughs> build an owl bear. 
Yeah, but it no, no. It says it says a. build a brand. <sighs> I'm just saying, I've seen stuffed owl bears, <laughs> and they're really fucking cute. Okay. There's Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> um, Woods comes down and he says, oh, "Okay, I've got this. I've got this. Everyone's in back." Wow, I can't believe I've gotten to use this trick so many times in this episode. And he claps his hands one more time uh, in this episode, which nobody seems to understand that. Not even Rocky. He just kind of goes, What the hell are you talking about? Uh, and turns into a nebulous uh, galaxy of stars. Ones that you might recognize or you might not. But they start rotating and shifting in a pattern that is, to some people, potentially horrifying. But hopefully to you, maybe a little calming. Those look like the stars from before the shift. They, they look different now. He collapses. Uh, Woods collapses back into his human form and says, you remember the shift? I remember one day the guards and from one day to the next, the guards looked like people and then they were green and they had huge teeth. Uh, some of them were hairy er, uh, and, 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 and that was, they just changed one day and then things never went back. What happened? Oh my god. That was 2009. That was a, that was a year and a half ago. Oh, we have a, a lot to we have a lot to catch you up on. Um, if you could retract your tentacles, that would be, that would be sweat. Uh, I can't retract them. I will let your man go. If uh, none of you try to get closer, don't, don't get closer than this. Stay away. Stay back. Of course, of course. Uh, would you like some pants at least? What what fabric are they made of? Um, uh, well, I can probably find you some that are made of uh, like uh, a nylon blend because uh, you're a little wet right now. Mm-hmm. That would probably wick off a good bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you prefer, mm-hmm. we do have mm-hmm. something we organic. Have wool, uh, uh, yeah, 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 organic. We do have some wool and some cotton. Uh, yes, we'll, the, we'll, we'll those would be preferable. We'll get you taken care of. Um, we'll set you up in a in a in a room and try to get yeah. your life back. I, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry that this is this is all happened to you. I, for for some people as well, it was horrifying. For some people, it's as kind of silly as it sounds, magical. I mean, yes, I just did magic, but in a good way, I suppose. I mean, my first day when I I, I strangled a person to death, I wrapped them in vines, not unlike your yourself, nearly killing. Uh, is that George there? No, that's Jeremy. I'm sorry, um, Jeremy. You almost killed Jeremy. He's okay. He's tough. This new world for people that don't. That don't know it, it. It can be 
horrifying and terrifying, but maybe we can help you. Help me what? Assimilate. Assimilate to this? To live in this this new world. Or there's there's rumors of people trying to to take it back. To or or maybe find a new place or maybe heal. We might be able to do that for you. We might be able to help you in that regard. I'd really prefer to get back to my research. Uh, back when things made sense um, before I could uh, summon fire um, uh, with my thoughts. You, you can do that? I, couldn't do, I couldn't do that before. Well, I need uh, I need carbon and oxygen. But yeah, hydrogen, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. As long as I have those things, I can create fire uh, with my mind. Uh, and I exude uh, a venom now, and I would prefer if I didn't, ideally. Uh, the technician that you were strangling, uh, Jeremy, uh, he coughs for a second. <coughs> we can. We, we might be able to help Rocky. I'm dying here a little bit. Maybe you can help him better than me. Of course, little goblin person. I am Rocky. I am a warforged. I was not always like this, much like yourself. I was... He slowly looks down at himself and looks back up to you. Clearly experimented on, much like yourself. We share that kindred spirit. I am no longer human. I no longer feel. But I have work too. Maybe. I can help you. You have a keen mind. We make incredible tools. Beneficial? Query? Rocky, I think I like you the most out of any of any of them. Yeah. Okay. Alright. We can Query affirmative. We can work together. Who die? Excellent. Um, you you said you wanted to get back to your research. Where did you say that was? And, and what you didn't say your I didn't hear your name before. I don't know if you said your name. Um, no one asked uh, before they electrocuted me. But my name was Boss Tolstom. I am a PhD uh, biochemist, and um, I hate all of this. I want my old life back. 
I want things to make sense. Understood. Uh, where where was it where everything made sense? The last time things made sense was in Helen, Georgia. The date is now December 26, 2011. A few hours ago in Rockdale County, a mirror to Shelfville was brought into, into custody. Its occupants thwarted from taking over. The kids of the party, curiously enough, were the same ones that Woods had seen earlier, years earlier, at the Drunken Unicorn. How long ago was that? Do they know more than they're letting on? <sighs> Best not to dwell on that right now. <clears throat> Woods looks over the files on his table. One was for a cult of mercy in the kid's hometown. Another for creatures sighted down in Savannah. And one marked urgent. Marked for Helen. Alright, uh, Roger and Gerald can take the Asimar and the Tiefling down to Savannah. Hopefully they won't screw this one up again. Uh, I don't think those kids should worry themselves with what's happening in Helen. He presses the Order of the Corpus emblem on his lapel. Um, <clears throat> Mark, I need you to clear my schedule for the day. Um, and I need you to bring a few few of our special agents up here. Uh, let me see here. Going to need, uh, let's see, Kai and Bota, Kirsch, um, I really don't want to pull him from his research, but, uh, but boss, he would be perfect for this. Uh, who else, who else? Uh, there's uh, that Kinku Tomias. This would be a perfect mission for him as well. And, uh, Neil, uh, sir, are you sure we want to bring Neil in? He's he's got it's a big weekend at the bar. It's you know coming up on New Year's and everything. No, I'm I'm afraid this is we'll pay him double overtime. All right, he's you know he's not gonna like it though. I know. I know. All right, sending those messages out, boss. Um, you know you have a lot of New Yorkers that work here? Yeah, it's really weird. I'm not going to dwell on it too long, though. <laughs> I was going to comment on that. <laughs> That's my go-to There are more New Yorkers in the podcast than there are in the entire state of Georgia. <laughs> Ouch. And uh, that is pretty much where I have written up to for everything. Um, that's the introduction. Welcome to the long winter, everybody. Or to Helen back. Or hold on to your long johns. Now, before we end this and everything, I really hope the listeners that got to hear this really got a sense of what we were trying to pull here. Um, it's very different from what we were doing with Crits and Grits Season 1, uh, very different from what we were doing with Seder Party. Um, there's going to be fun. There's going to be some kind of horror moments, too. Something's going to be a little... Exactly. It's going to get a little spoopy. 
Um, so, welcome to Seder Party, or sorry, welcome back to Seder Party. No, just kidding. Welcome to Long Winter, everyone. Uh, ring warm coats or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything to. And maybe um, next episode well, I'll have clothes. Hope well. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you recording this naked? Oh my god. It's in character. He gets real in character. <laughs> it's called it. It's called method acting. How can I? How can my character have some dick slanging unless my dick is slanging? <laughs> I've also painted myself green and grown some tusks. Abby gets it. That's, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the hardest part is my airbrush compressor gets a little overheated sometimes, but, you know, it's worth I, it. I have broken several of my bones because I am now a <laughs> bird with very weak and hollow bones. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh god, I am not looking forward to all these characters meeting for the first time. It'll be a I thing. Mean, you want, we could no, we'll do that next time. I mean, this was a pretty good like way to like end this episode. It's a little bit serious, and now we're sounding like a bunch of noodles, so <laughs> yeah. Uh as always, you can follow us on our social medias and everything. Uh, Facebook at Crits or at Grits and Crits. Um, crits and Grits. Crits and Grits. The Crits, crits come grits. first. You crit, then you eat your grits. This is true. Uh, that, uh, that southern eating made grits afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you crit, and then you stop for about like. 20 minutes to let the water boil right and add the grits in, get the butter ready, and then pop into a bowl, and then you get back to the table and you have a healthy spoonful. Don't forget the cheese. You add some grits to the grits too. That that's very good. Wait, what, that what on your table? What, what'd you say to add to the grits for thieves? Some shrimp. Uh, add some cheese. Ah, uh, no, shrimp. I can't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a fucking sin. No, that's a fucking sin. You don't add no. fucking cheese to any sort of seafood ever, motherfucker. Yeah, you have do. You, have you time. not had, like, shrimp and grits with Gouda cheese? That is no, yeah, that is an instant orgasm button. No, no. Cheese and seafood don't mix. Do they do? They mix so good. We they gotta keep talking so about this until Jeff's gout flares up. You guys are such dicks. I miss shrimp so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Oh. Love you, Jeff. Uh, uh, does anyone have anything uh, they want to plug? Ah, uh, yeah. No, a good friend of oh, mine really? has been spreading the words of Crits and Grits, so I want to uh, plug his Twitch channel. It's Tithis. T-Y-T-H-I-S. Tithis is the disease you get out here in the Southwest. You catch it from rats. I'm sorry. Well, luckily he's not in the Southwest. He is. I learned about it when it moved out Terrifies me. Good old Alaskan boy. Wait, to catch what? 
True. Typhus. Typhus. Oh, typhus. Oh, it's typhus. a disease. Uh, yes. Uh, Andrew, you do you have uh, some uh, rune terra uh, that you'd like to plug? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, still, still a part of the Casuals of Rune Terra, which is a podcast following the lore of Rune Terra, the League of Legends universe. And we, right now, there's an event going on, so we're excited to like get to a point where we're going to start like connecting the kind of the fourth wall breaking stuff of League of Legends, specifically with the the KDA pop group. So uh, that's a I would co-host that with Ryan, and you can follow us at podcastcore at gmail dot com or podcastcore on Twitter, and that is podcastcore c o r. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super excited to talk about it. Oh yeah, fucking KDA. I like I like that one music video. It was very cool. Carrie, are you gonna be okay? <laughs> it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Oh, oh wait, wrong podcast. Oh, I don't man. have the podcast to plug, but I found a very nice fossil today, and it makes me very happy. Nice. Oh, wait, nice. Is that- is that Huckleberry I hear in the background? Yeah, he's he's been a real dick. Uh, pupper watch update. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, Deems, give us that pupper watch update. Pupper watch update. Huck is over 20 pounds now. He has doubled uh, his weight from roughly one month to three months of age. He's almost four months now. Yeah. Uh, so he's even larger than he was. He loves to hike. He gets really excited about running through the streams and everything. And he is, uh, he still has very sharp teeth and he's biting everything. I'm desperately trying to keep my hands out of his mouth right this moment. And it is, it is a struggle. <laughs> he's so, he's so goofy. What an absolute Chad. <laughs> he's got no balls, but all, all Chad. All Chad, no balls. <laughs> Hashtag that is going to be a character. I'm all Chad, no balls. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, uh, all Chad, no balls uh, fits in with Helen because, you know, <laughs> no shrinkage. This episode is brought to you by Pupper Watch. All Chad, no balls. <laughs> and Gary and I have been threatened that we are going to start our own spinoff podcast, uh, Breath of the Waifu, a uh, Genshin God. Impact uh, something podcast. I have no idea. You uh, Alex, cut I'm the gonna tape. Be, cut I'm the gonna tape. Be, I'm going to be real with you, Alex. I can't do that uh, podcast without it being NC-17. <laughs> so Throw Gary in prison <laughs> and cut the tape. No, Lisa. Lisa is the reason this is NC-17. And Throw him in prison. Gene, too. <laughs> I like this right. conversation. Good night, like Good night like everybody. Yeah. All right, uh, welcome back. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Good night, everybody. Don't forget, everybody, like and subscribe and send things to your friends in the ether. And, uh, and please send us emails. We haven't gotten a single email. This is depressing. Please send us an email. We'll, we want to we'll know what we can sure do. To make better podcasts for you. But good night, everybody, and thank you for listening. Have a great night. Suck a dick, Craig.